0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Well, we're going to press on in the Gospel of John now. We've spent several episodes uh, looking at the fifth chapter and what was happening with Jesus, how he responded to uh, <clears throat> the healing of a man, how he responded to the religious rulers and what they were saying about him. So chapter 6 of John begins in this way, verse 1. After these things, so that means after all these things that we've seen up to this point in time, but particularly after the immediacy of what we just saw there in the fifth chapter of what Jesus said. After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee Or Tiberius, says parenthetically. Verse two A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. Now, remember why John wrote this account. He said, I've I've mentioned these signs, I've been presenting these signs right here so that you could believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And he gave some specific examples. But then there's many other examples like this right here where he speaks of things but doesn't go into detail. Here he just says that a large crowd is following him because of the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. So I think it's safe to assume that Jesus was healing those that were sick. And notice the signs in the plural. Okay, Uh, Jesus did a lot of things. I think John's gospel closes that way. You know, if everything that was written about him was written in the book, I suppose that all the books in the world would not hold all that he did. So he had a large crowd that was following him. And let me just tell you this real quick. Just because you got a large crowd following, you don't think that you're any hot stuff, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A lot of times people really get distracted by that, uh, whether it be within the local portion of the body of Christ and business or whatever it is. So verse 3, Then Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. So he goes to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. There's a large crowd following him, and they were following him because of what uh, he was doing with the sick. We also know from previous things that they were following him because, well, we'll look at that in a minute, okay? Verse 4, now Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Now, all through John, we see little timing things like this. We see Passover mentioned uh, two or three times. We see uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths mentioned. We see another feast mentioned, but it's unnamed. A lot of times people say, well, that must be Passover, I'd be more inclined to think that it wasn't Passover because when it is Passover, John says Passover. He uses the term Passover. So right here's one of those little timey things. It says, now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Verse 5, therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? This is interesting right here. So I just want us to dwell on this verse and the next verse here for the balance of our time today. Jesus sees this large crowd. That little phrase that we're going to see associated with Jesus, lifting up his eyes. He looks up and he sees. He sees what is actually happening. And later on in this account, in uh, providing the solution that they needed, it is said that Jesus lifted up his eyes. So he lifts up his eyes and he sees this large crowd. Well, he looks to Philip, not to all of the, the disciples, but to Philip, and he just asks him, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? Verse 6 gives us some insight into this. This he, and that's Jesus, this Jesus was saying to test him, Philip, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. So, Jesus already knew what was about to happen. How did he already know what was about to happen? Well, the same reason he's with that we talked about several other examples. He simply did that which the Father revealed to him. What he saw the Father doing, he did. What the Father told him to do and to say, he did. And so, obviously, the Father had told him, included him in what was going to happen. But then Jesus says something here to Philip Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? In verse 6 says this, he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. The Lord was testing Philip. The Lord will not tempt us unto sin. The Lord will not tempt us unto unrighteousness. The Lord will test us. And if we're not careful all too often when we think that the Lord is trying to tempt us to sin, no, 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 no. That's not what he's doing at all. What he's doing is he's letting Philip have an opportunity here to uh, reason through some things. Also, it's going to reveal uh, Philip's heart, Philip's concern. Uh, You know, why did the Lord say, where are we to buy bread? See, the Lord knew that Philip had this going through his mind. How are we going to meet the needs? He knew that he was motivated by that, which he could do in the natural, which is really where most of us are. You know, in all likelihood, it's the second, third, or fourth thought that comes along, okay? Second, third, or fourth thought that comes along when it says, oh, well, maybe we need to check with God. Maybe we need to check with him with the first thought, right? So anyway, it says that Jesus was testing him, but Jesus himself knew was what, what he was intending to do. Don't be surprised if the Lord tests you. Don't be mad. Don't be angry, okay? Don't be shocked. It's happened to many before, and the Lord has a purpose, The Lord has a purpose for us. Anyway, thank you so much for being with me. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.